Hello and welcome to the Online Arbitrage Podcast. This is day three, which is turning potential into profit. So analysing deals in online arbitrage. Finding some low-cost products or even harvesting deals you're sent by online arbitrage deals is one thing, but how do you know if they will make you a profit? So the online arbitrage process has some key moving parts, but none will be more crucial than analysing deals. Like all businesses, every part of the process is important, but with online arbitrage, if you don't get the analysis part right, then the rest will be quite a test. The dynamic nature of Amazon challenges that online arbitrage model. As it's a marketplace rather than a traditional retail store, the prices can move as sellers come and go, want to shift some stock. There's lots and lots of variables. So what may seem a good buy at first could quickly not be a good buy without checking some key metrics. Today we'll walk through them and then we'll deep dive into some analysis you're unlikely to find anywhere else. It's kind of a bit more instructional than the first two days, so make sure you've got your notepad ready and then we can put it into practice. So first of all, what are the key factors in analysing deals? So we've touched on this a little bit before, but sourcing and analysing are heavily interlinked in the online arbitrage process. So it's not possible to discuss sourcing without analysing or analysing without sourcing. They're very heavily linked. So starting with the most obvious, And the reason you're setting up your Amazon business, profit. You know, we're assuming that you, you know, you want to make money, making profits, number one goal. Hopefully you don't need a lesson in what profit is. But in the case of online arbitrage, it is as simple as the selling price minus the cost of goods, which obviously can include the buy price, the Amazon fees and the business costs. And what you're left with is your profit. So if you're manual sourcing or you're out doing some retail arbitrage, you need to have an understanding of the fees and the costs involved. Being in the know on those is crucial because, um, you know, a product selling at $10 or £10 that you can buy at $7 or £7 looks profitable. That's unlikely to be the case because of other fees that you need to take into account. So the various fees and costs will depend a lot on the product and costs you incur as a business. The Amazon seller app will give an indication of the fees on a profit. So that's a useful tool to gauge potential profit. However, it won't know your tax status. So you may have to manually calculate the fees it produces depending on your tax responsibilities. Amazon also won't know what your business costs are. And these can include things such as shipping fees. So what it costs to send the item into Amazon FBA. Delivery costs, what it costs you to receive the item. So delivery charges or fuel and parking costs if you're doing retail arbitrage. Packaging costs, if that's applicable to you, so prep centre, poly bags, protective packaging, packing boxes, tape, and any overheads, so things like office costs, mobile phones, software, banking costs. We'll cover the details of packing, prepping, and shipping in the day four of the online arbitrage um, course, but these are all costs that need to be considered if you're manual sourcing. These costs don't just impact profit, which obviously leads nicely into a term you'll commonly hear regarding online arbitrage, which is ROI or return on investment. This is usually seen in a percentage form and it establishes the ratio of profit from the cost of the product. So I'm just going to give you an example. So the ROI represents the percentage of the item cost that will be returned at the desired selling price. In online arbitrage, it's frequently referred to and used as well to make a purchase decision. So you may have your selling price at $25, your item cost may be $10, your item fees and costs 7.5, so therefore your profit margin will be 7.5 and your ROI will be 43%. 
So it's always worth remembering that selling prices will often change. So it's just a snapshot at that moment. We talked about a little bit about criteria in the previous podcast and ROI return on investment is a good example of a key criteria sellers use to determine whether a product is a good find. So for items of a higher selling price, most sellers will often accept a much lower ROI. This is common in quite a few industries. Many sellers don't focus on ROI, but prefer to rely on the margin or the actual monetary profit. ROI and profit margin are linked in that if you retain a good ROI, there will be profit. ROI will always be a higher value, perhaps why sellers use it so readily, but it will be important to be aware of the actual profit you can make. What ROI is, is a very easy, quick look way to make an initial decision to analyse a product further, which makes it an important criteria. So what can Amazon help with in your analysis? So we've discussed the BSR, the best sellers rank at length, and it's an important factor when analysing a listing. Yes, profit and ROI are vital in deciding if a product will benefit your business, but neither are a lot of use if you can't sell it. So the BSR is an indication of how well a product sells. We don't know exactly, obviously, exact sale figures because they're not shared with us. So BSR is kind of the most, the closest you're going to get to that. So different categories have different numbers of products and differing sales levels. So there is no sure fire way of knowing what will sell. Not to mention the BSR can change frequently as sales are made, but staying below 100,000 is often a good guide for more popular categories like toys or health and beauty. Every listing shows its best sellers rank in the additional information section. You'll learn what a BSR might mean in terms of actual sales as you start selling in different categories, but you will, although you'll only ever know what it equates to if you're the only seller on a listing. Another metric you can easily find out is whether Amazon themselves sell on the listing. So if you've joined the Facebook groups we mentioned previously, you'll invariably see posts devoted to Amazon being on a listing. Whilst it's a marketplace, Amazon will be seen on some of the more popular listings and often at the lowest price. You may well see Amazon on a listing, not always at the lowest price, but holding what's called the buy box. As a customer, you will have seen the buy box on Amazon. You won't know that's what it's called, but you'll definitely have used it. So the buy box is the feature price nearly all listings have, which customers, more than 80% of the time, use to purchase a product. Usually it'll have the Prime logo for Prime customers, but it's usually the lowest price available for that listing. It's that box on the right, the white box, where it says add to basket and buy now. Experienced sellers will often avoid listings which the Amazon are selling on, or at least if they sell on it frequently. It is impossible to it isn't impossible to sell on those listings, but it is a little trickier competing with Amazon than fellow third party sellers. We'll talk a bit more about this, but for now, keep an eye out for Amazon selling on a listing when you're analysing. The other factor to look out for on a listing is the brand that's selling on it. So in the sourcing edition of the course, we touched on restrictions you might come across, and IP, intellectual property, is a big one. So Amazon have some safeguards against this, but their stance really is that it's the seller's responsibility to obtain permission to sell a brand's products. A strong sign a brand restrict the number of sellers on Amazon is if you're unable to list an item to sell. Avoiding listings with only a couple of sellers or just one distributor or the manufacturer also wouldn't hurt, especially if the price doesn't seem to fluctuate very much. Contravening IP rights can be quite damaging to a seller account, so cautions advised as you start your seller journey, but there is help out there. So let's talk about how to analyse the key factors effectively. The number one rule for analysing deals for online arbitrage is trust the numbers. Don't get hung up on an item because you think it might sell or you believe it's a good product. Neither of those matter. In fact, it will make zero difference if you know nothing at all about a category. You'll never fail to be surprised what sells and what doesn't on Amazon. 
This makes knowing what to look for when analysing products all the more important. You'll come across brands and products you never imagined existed, but if they sell and can make a profit, they'll become a household name in your house. Beyond the key factors we've already outlined, there's a glut of current and historical data that can impact whether a deal is likely to be a winner or a bad buy. As a new seller, finding that information can be a struggle, let alone trying to decipher it, so let's demystify the most valuable ones. So BuyBot Pro present those in a simple format and make them the cornerstone of its functionality and we'll walk through those metrics and give them context within online arbitrage deals. So let's talk about the basics, the factors that don't require number crunching. BuyBot Pro churns out a lot of numbers and that is not a negative. Profit is a number after all. So there are some basic metrics that must be considered before you dig into the numbers of a deal and BuyBot Pro leads this their analysis with these. So what's the point in studying the numbers if you can't sell a product in the first place? We've purposely covered restrictions a few times because it's important that you comply with the rules and regulations that Amazon and brands sold on Amazon lay down. Amazon care more about this than whether you make a profit or not, so you need to care about it too. The important thing to know really is whether you have a chance of getting that buy box. If Amazon are on a listing, this can be more challenging because sometimes they don't share it around even if they aren't. So the only way to know this is to track the activity of a listing, which frankly isn't feasible, but the buy box analysis within BuyBot Pro makes it a reality. So now let's talk about the numbers that matter, the bit you've probably been waiting for. So if a product has made it to this point, you've got a potential deal. So of the key numbers, profit and ROI are the eye catchers and BuyBot Pro makes them clear and obvious. A 30% ROI is often touted as an acceptable benchmark for many sellers. It may be different for different levels of profit or sales performance, but it's important to have a number in mind. Being ruthless will save you so much time pondering over products. Having some set criteria that you use to decide whether to invest in a product will make your analysis so much more effective. So next question, does healthy profit and a good ROI always make a good deal? So how do you know if those factors point towards a good deal? So with some deeper analysis into the history of the listing and the analysis of the competition, it's possible to see a bigger picture than just the current profit and ROI performance. Keeper is a tool that will generate graphs that chart the performance of a listing and once you've learned how to read them are super, super useful. These charts are used by BuyBot Pro and along with the extensive tangible and non-tangible factors produce a little bit of magic for your deal analysis. So BuyBot Pro's AI uses all this information to generate a confidence score for every listing. This score is produced using thousands of data points and is a super quick way to establish potential for a good deal. Not only that, but the main factors for that score are also highlighted so you can understand how it has come to that score in the first place. As simple as the traffic light colours from the restrictions analysis, it's produced as a percentage score and the same colour-coded system. So in terms of analysing a deal, there's nothing close to this to establish an overview of a product's potential. The advantage for new sellers is that it can be used to understand the factors that really make a difference to the success of a deal. A lot of the data isn't readily available or in a format as simple as BuyBot Pro. The caveat is that come to an effective score, you need to decide on the criteria you will work to when you analyse a deal. So within BuyBot Pro, there's a criteria setting where you can personalise this score to your own criteria. This will also help guide you in what your criteria should be. So whether you have a minimum profit requirement, a highest BSR in mind, or an ROI percentage, BuyBot Pro will use those to create an individual score for your business. A factor that regularly influences that BuyBot Pro score is the competition and sales levels. The BSR is really useful for sales levels. And anyone can look on a listing and look at the number of other sellers and what they're charging for that item. 
Buybook Pro includes an estimated sales calculator and competition analysis. The sales calculator has an algorithm built in that estimates the sales being made and likely future sales. Far more scientific method than using the BSR, it will be the deciding factor for most sellers. The BSR is still a good guide in terms of a product's performance relative to competing listings, but it does fall short of revealing how many might be sold. These numbers will be the cornerstone of your analysis, however you analyse deals, and Bible Pro packages them together in a way that will make your analysis quicker and more accurate. Now let's touch on ROI quickly. So return on investment is a frequently used indicator of the value of a deal and we've mentioned it quite a few times now. So there are different methods that can be used to calculate it, which is worth bearing in mind. So what costs some business owners decide should be used to generate an ROI might not be by others. So for many, the simplest way is to just use the cost of the product and worry about any fee, shipping or delivery costs, prep costs or VAT later. It perhaps produces the purest ROI result, or in business terms, the gross profit. The rest of the cost could be estimated or adjusted for on accounts later. One way or another, though, they do need to be accounted for. The most accurate way to get an idea of how a deal might impact your bottom line, so net profit, is to include as many of the costs you can into the calculation. Buywalk Pro includes a function whereby it will work out ROI according to your preference. So increasingly, the latter and more accurate method, method four in the Bible Pro settings, is being adopted. Sellers using it will know before they even invest that a product will make a positive impact to their bottom line. There are kind of several in-between methods that sellers may adopt depending on their business strategy and setup, and they can all be adopted on Bible Pro. So reading the charts, you've all heard at some time or another that the numbers don't lie. Well, a snapshot of how a product is performing at that moment isn't a lie, but it might be hiding some secrets. It could be that the item you're analysing is at its highest or even lowest price it's ever been. Um, perhaps 30 new sellers have joined the listing in the previous week and saturated it. Or maybe Amazon are on the listing today, but have only been on it for a couple of weeks over the last year. Understanding the history of a listing, whether this week or the entirety of existence, its existence will be invaluable. I've mentioned Keeper before and they are a very popular set of graphs that track the performance of many metrics. Buybot Pro uses and includes the data from Keeper within the Chrome extensions, the extension that users get on all Amazon listings. The Buybot Pro score uses much of this data to generate its results too. Buybot Pro shows all of this data over a handful of customizable graphs. They contain so much valuable information and there are a lot of data points to consider. So first of all, there's the main chart and you have um, a facility down the right hand side where you can toggle on and off depending on what pieces of information, what data points you want to consider. So these all include things such as the FBA price, which is the low price from FBA sellers. Amazon, it shows you when Amazon are selling on a listing and it will have like a shaded yellowy orange area. The lowest new, so the lowest price for a product listed as new. FBM, so the low price from FBM or MF sellers. BSR, so the BSR on the day in question and the number is shown down the right hand side of the chart. Then you've got the buy box, which is kind of a pink diamond, so the buy box price at various time points. And then you've got the sales heat map, so red is hot, yellow is cool, really super simple to read. As I said, you can toggle any of those on or off easily to see how the pricing has moved, what kind of sellers have got the low price and how well it's sold. You can hover over the chart and even more information will pop up. So reading charts effectively, like everything, will improve the more that you do it. And there are some key things to look for. 
So spikes and troughs in the price suggest the pricing might be volatile, so perhaps be prepared to reduce the price or accept a lower profit at times. If the product is seasonal, then this could be normal and the spike also could see a spike in sales. In some examples, so the BSR might move significantly at intervals. This could well mean a sale has been made, especially if the ranking is fairly high, so it gives an indication of how many it sells. Amazon being on the listing can be a no-no for many, but the chart can show if they periodically appear or are constantly there. And that's not the only graph available to you with Bible Pro. Some of the other key data points, um, you can see how they shift over time. So things like a new offer count, the review count, and also the um, rating as well. So being able to see the trends of how many sellers are on a listing and compare them with all the other data available is a big, you know, can be a big determining factor. More sellers will often show a drop in price on the main chart. And if it doesn't, then it could mean a really stable listing. One that retains its price regardless of seller numbers is usually a good sign and will be reflected in the Bible Pro score. As I said, the other charts generated by Bybot Pro include average pricing for FBA, Amazon, Buybox and new listings, the new offer or seller count and the average BSR. So whether you manually source or use a deal software or if you reverse source and using the manual sourcing accelerator, these graphs and charts are all readily available. Tune them to different timescales, so whether that's a week, a month, a quarter, half, full year or even all time to get a full view of the history and a pretty good idea of the future. So over time, as you gain experience and you you see more listings reading the charts available will be a super powerful skill if you have bible pro though then the confidence score will be a great place to start making quick decisions and learn what you should be looking for now there's a clutch of other features that at this stage in your journey could help with your sourcing and analyzing for many sellers worldwide selling in more than one marketplace makes a huge difference to their business Bible Pro shows analysis for all other marketplaces the product you are analysing sells in. So if you can or want to sell in other marketplaces, this will be the fastest way to analyse the potential in other countries. And additionally, Bible Pro offers a couple of useful export options. So keeping records of your purchases can be laborious. It's really important, but laborious nonetheless. So exporting your deals from Bible Pro straight into a Google Sheet will compile all the key data from each purchase and be a source to refer to when checking deliveries and accounts and things. Crucially, and the golden egg for a lot of successful sellers, it will help you identify any replenishable products. So replenishables or replens, as they're often referred to, are not what people um, often first think they are. We're not referring to a product that customers might need to replenish, though these products often can be replens, but ones that the seller can replenish. So a product you can source at a consistent price and that sells on Amazon at a consistent profitable price is a replenishable. It means you can keep replenishing your inventory with it and gain some consistent sales. It's not uncommon for a replenishable product to bring in a slightly lower ROI if it produces regular consistent sales. They can be the basis of a successful Amazon business, so are sought after by all levels of Amazon seller. Also should mention the variation feature on Bible Pro. So you will have likely come across a product with multiple options to buy, such as a size or a colorway. And we've talked before about and emphasised how being um, certain that you're analysing the right version of a product is, vit is vital. And this, that feature, the variation feature on Bible Pro can avoid those mishaps. So the variation feature makes it easy to analyse all versions of a product you find. Maybe the one you're analysing doesn't fit your criteria, but it could be that a variation of it does or even exceeds that criteria. And the variation feature can find you an unexpected great deal or even your next replenishable. Now let's talk about a bit about Bybook Go and kind of nailing retail arbitrage. So retail arbitrage is still an effective method of selling on Amazon despite the breadth of opportunity in online arbitrage. 
The analysis of products is no different from the requirements of online arbitrage. The same fees will be applicable as will the rest of the process. The only difference is where you find that final product. So manually analysing when out on a retail arbitrage trip isn't as easy as it is sat at your computer at home. The Amazon Seller app does some of the rudimentary stuff well and is great for following your account on the go, but it doesn't give you much in terms of analysis and without even getting a good look at the listing on the Amazon site, there haven't been many ways to make good decisions other than the gross profit a product might produce. The landscape of retail arbitrage has changed with the advent of mobile analysis, so specifically Buy.Go. So the kind of lowdown on Buy.Go is that it delivers the same functionality that Buy.Go Pro does, but in a mobile app. Quickly scan a product, and if it's listed on Amazon, it generates the same analysis points that you get with the full Buy.Go Pro Chrome extension. So despite being a powerful standalone app, Buy.Go is free to users of Buy.Go Pro. So it's a no-brainer, basically. Retail arbitrage may not produce the volume of products or even deals relative to online arbitrage, but it frequently delivers the best profit deals. And it's never been easier now you have Buy.Go Grows. Bible goes so properly analyzing retail arbitrage deals is impossible without it and analyzing deals can sound like there's a lot to factor in and that's because there is so hopefully you've made a few notes you've had a look at a few potential products in a different way and decided how you're going to tackle analyzing your finds there's little doubt that a tool to help with this will be a valuable investment in your business and you can find out more about Bible pro at buybotpro.com the analysis and the speed at which you can assess it is game-changing in finding quality deals. Can't make decisions for you though, it's your business and it requires your business brain to make those decisions. Do your own due diligence and use your criteria, your budget and at times your gut feeling to pick the right deals to invest in. These tools can make this process much quicker and leave you better informed but it's still you clicking that checkout button. In the next podcast, we'll move on to some of the practical processes of online arbitrage, including adding the products you found to your inventory on Seller Central, prepping items ready for FBA and what you'll need, shipping your new inventory to fulfillment centres and prep centres and what they do. So you're just one step away from making some sales and starting to build that profit. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you soon. The Online Arbitrage Podcast